You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 always is the phone number if you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning. Our X accounts are at Locker Room 109, uh, at Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson 1. Uh, we got Noah Haynes behind the glass with us this morning. So if you want to dial Noah up, uh, he'll get you right into the show, uh, with us this morning. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. If it has to last, it has to be tough with standing elements year after year and the cold weather is an element. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine from great southern wood. For the project stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to that local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. Get the next best backyard, and you only do it with Yellowwood. Always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, Dad, uh, Alabama did not move a muscle, and people are mad, Noah. But do you really, if nobody below you loses, and you have to throw a touchdown on the last play to beat a six-win Auburn team, do you really deserve – I hear all these people screaming and crying. Do you really deserve to move up when you have that difficult of a game against a team that's got blown out by New Mexico State? Well, I think the committee didn't think so. And so they selected to uh, leave uh, Texas and uh, ahead of them. And, and uh, that, that, you know, that's a big deal. Texas is uh, – Ohio State, one lost teams ahead of them, and of course uh, we'll see what happens as they go forth. But uh, you're right; it, it didn't change. It didn't change very much for Alabama to have a real shot. Did they? It'll have to be a knockdown, drag out game for Alabama against Georgia, uh, score wise for Alabama, I think, to get into the Final Four. But um, who knows? I, I could be dead wrong. But we'll talk about that uh, in just a minute. But that was the leading news of last night. Um, we all have some good games tonight. And Barry and I will talk about the games tonight at the end of the show, the last 30 minutes. I think that would be better. I don't want to sit here and go and, and bore you with all of that. But um, Alabama uh, did lose at home last night. Uh, um, Clemson came in and played very well. The, the guard from um, that transferred in from Syracuse played very well. I thought the big difference in the game was that Alabama got nine, I think nine more field goals inside. Uh, the rebound was about the same, but they got nine more rebounds inside and putbacks. They really kind of turned the game around a little bit as far as being inside outside. Uh, they were they were pretty good at, at both ends of of uh, both outside and inside. So Estrada and Sears and Nelson generally have been doing the scoring and did so last night. Uh, uh, Alabama. Alabama shot 35 threes. They're always going to ask that. And, uh, and so uh, quite, quite a few more threes than, uh, 
than uh, Clemson attempted. But this was a Clemson team that, uh, uh, quite honestly, you surprised me a little bit. I, I, I thought they they were good, but uh, didn't have any idea that they, they were going to play that well. So they, they came in and played well. Um, Kentucky just uh, manhandled, pretty much manhandled um, uh, Miami. Wasn't much of a much of a game there. I thought maybe if you want to look for maybe a little bit of a surprise, uh, North Carolina uh, State to fell to uh, uh, an Ole Miss team, and the Ole Miss struggled last year. And I think Kermit's a good basketball coach. They just couldn't get enough people there to really get the job done. But uh, NC State came in and um, um, got knocked off by about twenty points. So um, we'll see. We'll see how they continue to play. Um, Kentucky, as I already mentioned, good games tonight. We'll mention a little bit later. Um, let's see what else I had. Uh, Bobby Petrino is going back. I guess they got him a new bicycle. Motorcycle. Motorcycle, and he's going back to North Carolina's offensive coordinator. It saved them. Going back to Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. It saved them some money as far as hiring a new coach. They wanted to keep him. He's a, kind of a guy that administration like to keep and um so that was uh that was that was big for for them um jonathan uh smith i believe it is uh the uh head coach at oregon state take took the uh uh michigan job michigan state job and uh when he did they they moved up the defensive coordinator uh there i think his his name was Bray Trent Bray to moved into there, so that's some coaching news there. Um, so we'll see uh, how that goes. Most of you know that the situation with with the former head coach uh, got got put out. So that was it. Uh, Purdue won. Purdue won. So um, we'll have some. Will Barry and I'll talk about the Tennessee and North Carolina games like that uh, a little bit later on. Alabama's got a. I think a good basketball team. They're down to playing about. They're playing nine people, but actually played about really seven a whole lot. A couple of them got in and, and played some, but they're trying to find themselves. A Woggy, a Wog, however you pronounce it, Barry, uh, started instead of Springle last night, which is probably the only change there. So um, anyway, Alabama continues to shoot a lot of threes. Uh, really got cold to start the game. Uh, everything else was pretty much even. Except the inside play, putbacks by Alabama and the kid. I uh, thought the, the kid from Syracuse made some good shots. That's it. Uh, yeah, as far as the um, the basketball program, uh, and I, I think I'd go on this rant every year. Um, you know, last night the time of the game, they listed there was eleven ten thousand. There was not ten thousand ten thousand seven hundred twenty five. I think the student section was. Uh, had pretty good attendance. Jay Williams, uh, said it was like, uh, there was no atmosphere in there. It was like, uh, watching a tennis match. Uh, and so that, <laughs> that comment has gotten a lot of, uh, play on X. Um, but he was kind of right. Nate, they asked Nate Oates about it. Say, well, when you're not playing well, the crowd doesn't, uh, cheer. Um, go ahead. Well, I think one of the things that happens to you is when, when cold, cold weather comes into play, this is going to make you laugh. Uh, and then your game is 8.30 rather than 7.30 or 7. It, it just it is a factor where these guys, people don't show up. I think that's a, I think those are two 
teeny factors, but a little bit bigger factors than you think. It's cold outside. They got not going to play late thirty. You got to, you know, you got to get work the next morning, and time you get back, it's eleven, eleven thirty or twelve. So I think the, I think the time factor was somewhat uh, in that game. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I think the time factor uh, was, but that needs that leads me to my point as to why. I will tell you tonight, uh, when they throw that ball up, uh, at 8.15, uh, down in Auburn, uh, those students will be right around the court and I don't know how many people will be above them, uh, and in a smaller arena, I get it, uh, but there'll be a much better atmosphere in there. It is time for Greg Byrne and this administration, the president and all these people over there. That arena is outdated. It's not a home court advantage when you don't have the students around the court. This basketball program, with the second winningest most wins in the SEC, has been put on the back burner. It deserves a new arena. It's a joke. Uh, they should have a nice, fancy arena. Even though the game was at 8.30, you want to go because it's so glitzy and glamoury in there that you want to be in there. The students should be around that court. You're going to show off your product on ESPN. Those students should be, it should be a frenzy, and they should have helped. That would have helped beat a really good Clemson team. But instead, that place is outdated. Uh, the, the older people, which I don't blame them, don't show up because it's cold. It's 830 and there's really no home court advantage in there. And, and I think Dave Odom did tell us about, uh, Grant Nelson that he didn't have the strength and he was worried about his strength. And, and to me, dad, Clemson was a terrible matchup for Alabama. Those big strong guys inside, when they put that freshman in, uh, Stevenson or whatever his name is, they took him right to the post and were posting him up. Grant Nelson had no answer trying to guard those big old strong guys down in the paint. So when they play teams like that, they better make a high clip of threes because it's going to be a very difficult for these guys to well, defend the paint. Yeah, this is a, this is a finesse basketball team, but finesse was Stratton Sears and and uh, even Nelson, a more finesse team inside. They're not really going to throw the lob pass. Springle's not going to be the one that you throw the lob pass to and dunk it when you when you drill a drive like you have in the past. That's big right there. When you can penetrate through and throw it somebody for the lobber that that and get some inside play because you're going to shoot enough outside shots, you're eventually going to make some and. They they started out very cold and I think over twelve or something doesn't really matter but uh, um, we'll see we'll see as we as we go through it so um, we'll will be some changes I don't know if there'll be any changes some so maybe it, now that they're down to nine guys seven playing more than the, the other two that uh, you'll have some feelings hurt on people that uh, were able to were recruited so uh, we'll see how it goes as as it goes along yeah but I just. Uh... I hear you. The, the the construction call. They're not going down, guys. Um, it's disrespectful uh, to, and I know you can't say it, but to what you built here uh, prior to you, uh, what's been done to have an arena like that over there. It's just disrespectful. Figure it out. Uh, get the money. Make it a priority. You would not do this to football. You keep adding on to Bryant Denny Stadium, adding new suites, adding all these things. Uh, if I were Nate Oates, I, I mean, essentially you have to look at, I know he said, well, he'd rather have NIL money, but, and I know I cry on this every year, but I don't see any change in it. Uh, and so in my opinion, 
If you had a, a, a better arena out there, a new arena, you'd had a better crowd, better home court advantage. And you watch tonight, 8-15, um, there'll be a, it'll be a frenzy down in Auburn. Uh, and, and so these guys are recruiting great. And, uh, and it's time to get that done. All right. Uh, you guys want to chime in on that? 205-342-9904. Also, I don't think Alabama football has a gripe. If you have to throw a touchdown in the end zone to beat a six and five Auburn team that has no good wins, you need to go down there and dominate. If you wanted to move up to six, they didn't do it. Now they need a lot of help, uh, on Saturday. I don't know that it'll be enough happen. Uh, to make it happen this year. I think it's just one of these crazy years. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, and deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, and Northport, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, Royal is the choice. 205-391-0034. You're Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared that wreck on 15th Street. Now we have one on US 11 out by the VFW in Cottondale. Everything else looks pretty good, but if you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. Nine wildfires are burning in North Alabama this morning. The fewest in some two months. There's one new one, though. It's here in West Alabama. A 12-and-a-half-acre fire is listed as contained just north of I-2059 on Green County Road 14. NOAA releases its new drought monitor tomorrow, so we'll see what effect recent rains have had on the drought. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather. It's free throughout the day. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa side 57. Tonight clear with a low of 32. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the high 61. Friday cloudy with occasional rain. Friday's high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southernwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I got a few phone calls holding. There you go, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Morning, Philip. Morning. Good morning, y'all. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Barry and, and Coach, it was, it was February the 3rd, 2022, when uh, Greg Byrne proposed the plans for the new basketball arena. So, you know, just think where where they would be right now with that arena had, had they gone ahead and, and gone with it. And I, I know the cost went up and all that, but like you just said a minute ago, you said the magic word. Uh, they're not going to go down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in a year's time, you know, those proposals, you know, it takes a while after a proposal before they put the shovel in the ground. They have to do a lot of stuff, you know, after that and test and whatever. They've probably done those already. But, um, you know, that's, that's what kills me is the fact that, here we are almost two years 
down the road from when he made that proposal, and and nothing's been done. So it's going to cost us our coach at some point. Um, you know, other things might cost us our coach, but but that's going to be a factor. And I'm and I'm telling you, I just that's the way I feel about it. I mean, you think they need a new arena? Do you think that should be a priority? Does this basketball program deserve it with everything that's done in college basketball? I get that. Do you? I personally do. Yeah. I mean, I think Coach Oates is working his tail off recruiting and, and doing that. And, you know, now those, those basketball coaches are, hey, I mean, I know the football coaches are almost working every day of the year now, but I know those basketball guys definitely are. Yeah. Uh, and it would have created a much better environment. If you had a much better environment, people might want to go, uh, you know, at 830. 8.30 is a tough time. I get it. If you're coming from Birmingham or whatever, that pretty much cuts that crowd out with it on TV. But, uh, you know, uh, I had some tickets. I couldn't even give them away. Uh, so, um, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it wasn't set up perfectly with the 830, but, the excuses need to be in with the arena, and it needs to get get done, in my opinion. Well, so. and if you listen carefully, too, and I know y'all do. I know Coach Sampson does for sure. But if you watch, you know, our games and, and listen to these commentators, and I've heard it a couple times already this year, uh, Oates is high. He's, he's highly thought of among, among NBA circles. So I think, you know, losing him – you know, to a, to a job like that, I I kind of understand, but that arena is going to play a part in it, and and it could be a real divisive thing for us if, the, if they don't get that arena going. And it just I don't see or hear anything about uh, any possibility of that happen. I'm sort of happening. I'm sort of like Gary Harris. I'm <laughs> I begin to think it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think the last I heard, they had a plan down there by the softball stadium. They'll build it in that parking lot and. Then I heard construction coast went up, went up, and they're still working on it and trying to raise the money. Well, but I don't know. I talked to I talked to Tom a while back, you know, just privately, and I told Tom, you know, maybe the time has come to reach out to Mercedes Benz and say, "Hey, how about a partnership?" Yeah, get some corporate naming there. We'll see. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. See y'all. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get uh, Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Well, good morning, uh, Coach. Good morning, Barry. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, you know, but y'all kind of, uh, y'all kind of stole my thunder. Uh, my tickets, uh, I knew when I saw 8.30 on the, on the, uh, schedule that I wasn't going. Yeah, that's, but, not, uh, that's got, not Alabama's got, fault. Yeah. That's not Alabama's fault. Yeah. Yeah. I gave, th- you know, I got three or four people that, that, uh, that take my tickets when I don't go. And, uh, uh, me and, uh, Mama Jan, we like to go on like Friday and Saturday. And then they, they take the tickets during the week because we got to drive, you know, at night. And, uh, we don't like that. And, uh, so, but I, I'm like you. I tried to give my tickets away starting Thanksgiving, and nobody wanted because it's eight thirty, and, and I, I, it's frustrating. Uh, these start times and and uh, all that. And I understand that you know you kind of got to do what you got to do to generate revenue with TV and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, golly, eight 
30 and you got to drive 100 miles, I mean, I can't do it. But that's, and, uh, that's and, more the reason why you got to have the new arena. Uh, because you'd have all the seats around the court and it would be fit. The students will be there. Uh, so then you still create the home court advantage. The ones okay. above them don't. But when you have the, the structure the way it is now, uh, when you have an 830 game, you really, ha- if you don't play unbelievable, you really have no home court advantage. And, and look, here's the thing. Uh, uh, and I'm not going, I, I, I'm not smart enough to know about the new arena. I know you've advocated it. I'm, I, the people I talk to, they don't seem to be as enthused about a new arena as, uh, as your, your group. And, uh, and, and, but that's fine. I understand, you know, that I don't know all the freaking answers and I accept that, but, uh, but, uh, Maybe maybe that is what's needed, but you know the people I tried to give the tickets to live in Tuscaloosa. My God Almighty, and they still didn't want them. But I think eight thirty, and I think Coach is right. It's cold weather. All that plays into the lack of attendance and enthusiasm. No, there's no Hell, doubt what he says. Get warmed up, the game's over. But that's why your seating structure has to be fixed, Tom. Uh, to where I believe you. I don't. I don't. Tonight, when, when, you, when, you turn on, night, when you turn it on tonight at eight fifteen, and Auburn's playing Virginia Tech, it'll be a crazy environment because the oh, students are right that. there. They are right there on the court. Yeah. So, right, let me ask you this. Uh, now, I, I went to GoFan and bought my ticket for the uh, Northridge and Austin game tomorrow night. Okay. And, and you're saying that, but that since I got that comp- confirmation that I bought my ticket, then it's no danger of me not getting in, is it? No. If you got a ticket, you'll get in. Because once, okay. once they sell whatever I heard those guys called in yesterday, and they were worried about driving wherever they were coming from. And not getting in, I thought, man. <laughs> well, I hope you. I hope that's. If you have a problem, call me. I'll get you in. Uh, well, I mean, but I got. I don't think that, I, it, it ain't gonna be a problem. Get you in. You getting in? If you well, got, I mean, if you got I a got GoFan ticket, ticket yeah, you're good. You're good. If you got okay. Ticket. All right, that's what I wanted. And uh, and so you're saying if I'm there by seven thirty, I'll yeah. When they start a little earlier, I'd probably get there a little after seven if I were you. So. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, going back to football, that uh, now you got Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State four, Oregon five, Ohio State. Uh, they're the one team I was Six. a little bit, I was a little surprised. They only fell four spots. Uh, you know, you look at their wins. They did win at at Notre Dame only by three. Uh, they beat Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, Maryland, Purdue, Penn State at home, at Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, who's terrible, Minnesota, and they lost to Michigan by six. So I'm kind of well, you can't why do much with their schedule. That it is what it is. It's a Big Ten schedule, basically. So I, I think you can't. You know, they they played the schedule they were dealt and. Uh, did a good job, got beat in the last game. You know what I'm saying, should they be ahead of Texas and Alabama, in your opinion? Well, I, I, I don't know. I think Alabama has uh, improved a great deal. I think Alabama would, be, if you took the eye test now, uh, that Alabama would be slightly ahead. Uh, but 
Jack Crow is going to be on our show in a few minutes, and we can talk to him about that. But uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a toss-up between Ohio State and, and Texas and Alabama as to who's going to slide into a fourth slot if something happens to Florida State were to lose uh, to the game. And don't know exactly what's going to happen with that. I think Georgia is a tough team to play and tough team to beat. Uh, they have the toughest one, but uh, to beat the number one team in the nation um, is is a big deal to me and uh, should merit jumping over Ohio State and Texas is is head-to-head. Uh, my understanding of the criteria is the second thing on the criteria. I forget what winning the overall your your uh your your league is number one. I, I didn't pull it. I didn't pull it up. But I think that's number two. Is is head to head. So it does have a big factor in it. Yeah, that's uh, gonna be a problem for Alabama if they if they got to battle Texas for the fourth spot. So I think they could jump Oregon if they beat Georgia. I'd be curious to see if Georgia were to lose a close game, would they fall all the way out of the top yeah, four? Uh, complicated. And it's gonna be some big disappointments by somebody. I, but I don't like it when they say, well, last year, like last year and two years ago and three years, that should have any, no. that should have nothing to do with this. It should be, well, uh, this season. Your weakest to... schedule, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Your weakest schedules of, of, the, of the final four, uh, as we stand right now, lay at, lay at Georgia and Michigan. Both of these teams, both of these teams have the weaker schedules, I think. And not their, not their fault, but if you just want to get in a big argument about who they play, Georgia's doesn't have a real tough, hadn't had a real tough one, but been very good. Michigan is, is certainly, uh, in that same category. Yeah, it's just the way they win. You know, it's like when I watch yeah. Oregon, it's the right. way they win. When people want to criticize Oregon. Man, when I watch them, like they would scare me to death to play those guys. As can fast you imagine, as Barry? Can you imagine a guy who nobody wanted, nobody cared about, didn't really care where they went to Oregon or where he went, and he goes out there? And I, I listened to his interview yesterday, and he did the, said the right things, uh, things that you need to say in order to. He wasn't boastful uh, to, to to be in the in the mix for the Heisman Trophy. Is I think one of the big stories of, of ever uh, because the media stayed on his fanny and the fans were mad at him and, and he, he, he's good but it wasn't good enough. Uh, uh, and I know he's surrounded by a lot of good players at Oregon, no doubt about that. Maybe he's surrounded by more players than, than Auburn had when he played. Probably he is. But uh, pretty good story. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll get Coach Jack Crow in. We'll get his feelings about uh, – this final four, and then we'll pick his brain about this Alabama Georgia uh, matchup. Two men in truck right at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need, and get prepared for this move. It's a local, out of town, out of state, or you just need stuff moved around the house. These guys will take great care of you and your stuff. Moving is stressful, so you want to let the professionals handle it. They know how to get it in and out and pack it. Uh, on the truck, they'll take great care of you and your stuff. 205-247-5050. That's two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. They've cleared that wreck on 15th Street. Now we have one on US 11 out by the VFW in Cottondale. Everything else looks pretty good, but if you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Alabama, Georgia. 10-5. Touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Are you ready to... Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. And if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Go to Yellowwood. Dot com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, uh, whenever we need to break down college football, we go to our favorite guest, Coach Jack Crow. Good morning, Coach. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Hey, Barry. How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, too much food. Yeah. But families, families, everything, and it's a good time for family. Sure. That, Jack, go ahead. Go down. Jack, yep. um, we talked about it yesterday, and I think this is the best question, easiest question. Break down um fourth and thirty one on the defense <laughs> on the on the on the on the and I'm not trying to really particularly be that yeah. funny about but it is funny. Uh well it is it, but uh break, break down the choices you have defensively uh against fourth and thirty one. Well everything starts with the rush. You gotta make a decision whether it's gonna be rush or cover rush or cover. It's going to be rushed. How much, or you know, just it's a numbers game. How many do we deploy to coverage? How much do we deploy to to the rush? Uh, and then it, it's uh, the next deployment is is whether it's uh, if, you, if you're going to which Alabama, I mean, which which Auburn did. They deployed three to the rush and, and called one of them a spy, which means they were only rushing two. Uh, I think. You know, deploying eight for coverage, you know, I, I think that's standard. Uh, I think how you deploy them, you know, is, is um, you know, I can use history here. I can go back to Greg Richardson and uh, the play right before the uh, Van Tiffen field goal. Uh, Auburn deployed, uh, we, I was there. Uh, we deployed eight, but we locked on, locked the underneath coverage in man and it allowed, but, uh, Shula held the ball. We just didn't, didn't have anybody get there. Pretty much the same thing. And Greg Richardson, who was right lined up on the extreme left, the widest area on the left hand side, had time to work himself open because if, if you play underneath man, all the routes basically vertical. And then it just opens up areas. And the longer the quarterback holds the ball, the more distorted all that deployment gets. Like uh, Alabama was in zone. In basketball, I'm sure it's true the same way. 
uh, I, I mean, Auburn was in zone, uh, but by the time they, they matched up with all the routes, they were all in a wide on one side of the field, on the right side of the field. Okay. And they, and that, by the time you hold the ball that long, it don't look like zone anymore. It looks like man. And, okay. and it was, it was a bunch over there and it was going to be, as Nick said after the game, it was going to be that play we've all practiced in football 100, 200, 500 times. Except one guy, Mr. Bond, escaped being in the wad and took out the other direction. Of course, you know, deployment is one thing. The dang throw was miraculous. I mean, yeah. where where he put that ball was, I told you yesterday. I mean, they, probably 10 quarterbacks in the NFL could have put that ball where he put that ball. Did we ever figure out why, uh, I guess Auburn has two number zeros, uh, and Keontae Scott, I guess, normally returns punts, and that's who, uh, Coach Freeze thought was back there, but it was Coy Moore. Uh, did we ever figure, I would hate to have been that special teams coach when, when Coach Freeze found out there was somebody else back there than the guy that I thought, do we ever hear why they made the, that special teams guy made the change there? Well, I think we still have a job. <laughs> I think we've heard um, that maybe there was a maybe not a per se injury, but some kind of issue with uh, whether the you know the original punt catcher was uh, you know available at, a, at full speed. Okay. Last thing you want is somebody back there hurt trying to corral a, a punt, but you know, I, I, I got this from Coach Stuff, and, and he got it from probably Coach Bryant, but there's one person a head coach that better just have total trust and connection with is the guy that's catching punts. Yeah. I mean, he, he <laughs> outside of putting a quarterback in the game, who you put, who you keep up with catching punts may be the next one thing you do, so I can't believe that 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 uncertainty was there, but that's what we heard. I heard the same thing I heard. Yeah. Um, does Alabama, I guess, deserve to be penalized, I guess, by the playoff committee uh, when you have to make a last-second throw to beat a five and, I mean, a 6-5 and five Auburn team? Uh, they didn't move at all. Uh, they stayed eight in the poll. Uh and I think the Alabama people are screaming about that. But I think that committee says, wait a minute, you, you just uh, have to throw a touchdown in the end zone against a team that just got destroyed by New Mexico State. Do you think that hurt uh, Alabama with the committee last night when they when they did the rankings? I, I think that probably was the justification they needed to go along with who knows how many other yeah. variables they're dealing with. But they it gave them the justification to – I think they may be backing themselves into a corner, though, because I expect Alabama to beat Georgia. And, and, and if that's the case, they're, they're going to explain how you go from eight to number four because that's exactly where they ought to be. And I, I think, with all things being said, to have an SEC champion that doesn't get in is heresy. Everything they think they say they're doing, if they didn't do that, so they're they're going to have to 
And, I, you know, they can do anything they want to. You can go from eight to four if you beat Georgia, and I, I don't guess they have to explain that much to anybody. Yeah. That. Even even uh, in a 10-7 to 7 game? <laughs> is that what you think is going to be? No, no, I just, I, I mean. mean I, would, they jump, would they jump Florida State? Yes, I think so. Really? I mean, I, that's that's sort of been the, you know, I'm not in a lot of conversations about this, but the ones they're in, they're pretty educated people, and I, I think, I, I, I don't, I don't think you can keep, number one, Alabama's the biggest brand in college football. Let's start with that. They do have some accountability for turning on television television sets. That's number one. Number two, you've got the conference that represents college football champion. I'll tell you, if if if, if, if Alabama beats Georgia and they don't put them in there, they they will be there will be pain and gnashing of teeth that will cause something major to happen, and so they will undo that organization around that completely. But do they jump Texas? Yes. Wow. And I think that's the power of the conference. Uh, I think if you look, even though you know the Big Twelve has had, uh, well, I think Texas is in it quite. A, I mean, I got four in my head. Alabama wins. I think they will. I, they go in. It, it's Alabama, Texas, and I think Oregon's going to win. Oregon and Michigan. That's what I think. That's I think of the if the, the, the teams as I see them, and I, I think Alabama. Georgia's been living off matchups. They're they're going to look at it a, a lot differently. The, the thing that Alabama's got to do is, is, and I think they have it in their genes. They got to play with more discipline and not do so many goddamn things to hurt themselves. And and if they don't, you know, it's a mean point. Uh, sure. uh, but I do think they're a part of a culture that that's very deeply rooted in their culture. And I think given the biggest stage and the biggest challenge, I think it'll bring out the the biggest part of them. And I think it's, it, I think it's in them. And, uh, I, but I do think Milrow is going to have to have a uh, 1983 Bo Jackson day. You know, I think. You know, Bo was Bo until until that game, and after that game, he was a goddamn myth. And and I think you know, I think Jalen is a 240 pound version of that guy that's uh, playing for the Ravens. I mean, they're just they're freaks. I saw one interview with with Kirby. He thinks he's a freak. Well, what does Kirby? What does Kirby do? Uh, I mean, he does a good job of, I like to say, affecting the quarterback. Uh, what will he do against a guy like Jalen Milrow with his skill set? I heard him talk about how he actually thinks he's more dangerous than Tim Tebow. Uh, what, what will Kirby design up to, to try to stop this guy? I, I think the only thing that he could uh, uh, really do to affect, because he can – he can bring any element to solve the problem that – that Kirby presents, okay? The best thing Kirby can do is confusion. Is confusing. And which means you bring a mixture and he doesn't know what's coming when. Mm-hmm. So what will he do is be, is bring, bring, bring three, bring, bring four, bring five, bring six and make the back end look different every time so that you eliminate a pre-snap. But here's the issue. You start bringing more and four, you may find you got 
four guys chasing him down the field. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. It all sounds good to create confusion and mix up how many you bring, but you got that old one aha. And anytime you bring five or six, you could be chasing this guy and you will not catch him. <laughs> that. Well, for, for me, it's, it's how this is presented. Does somebody get, uh, stand up and present what you presented? Uh, we're going to have all parts of the United States covered if Alabama gets in, or do we, uh, does anybody have the, you know, what's to do that because they put them on, one on the side of one team, or do we do we say with all these things in mind, let's vote, um, and we vote? How is that? Do you know? I don't well, know. I don't know either because none of us know what the influences are of money are at any time. Okay, and the influence of money are not always immediate, but over time. There's nothing bigger than the influence of money. Now, they won't see their money change if they don't put Alabama in there if they win. But I'll tell you what, ESPN's TV ratings will eventually affect what's done, even though I suspect there's a way it's going to affect what's done the next day. Um. Who knows when that when that comes into effect? But those people sitting in there are living off a pot of money that is given to them by television, and television needs revenue generation that has to do what your what your ratings are. They cannot leave if Alabama be short, their TV ratings will suffer if they don't put Alabama in this thing. You know, Alabama's brand is certainly substantial in Alabama, but Alabama's brand is big in Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, and Dallas. Well, those are good thoughts. What do you see well, when you watch? I hear people talk about. Uh, what, what do you see when you watch Oregon, Coach? I, they they're so fast. Uh, Bo Nix having a great year. Um, I mean, can they do that against the SEC defenses, the way they're going up and down the field? What do you see when you I, see Oregon? I have the same question. I've watched them play five times. And every time I watch them, I, I think they're closer to, you know, I think they're, I think they're right there with them. You know, what, what the SEC has always created their differentiation around, real, when you come right down to it, this line of scrimmage. And when I look at Oregon, I think their front is comparable to, uh, you know, to a Georgia or Alabama front, defensive front. I do. Comparable, not better. Comparable. And, and I think their offensive line is every bit as good. And, and I, I would just like to see Bo Nixon. And, and Jalen Hurd on the same field. Man. I'd mm-hmm. uh, be the best TV ratings for a national championship game ever with those two guys out there. He's just, what the- he's, he's got it, you know, so does Jalen. I, uh, I know Bill Hancock a little bit, just a little bit, because his son was 
bus at Little Rock, and he, he lost his life. Son did yeah. in, a, in a plane crash. Um, outside of Bill, who, who's actually just administers it, doesn't doesn't tell anybody what to do. Um, what is that? What is what's made up of that committee? Now, do you know? Well, I think it's typical uh, bureaucratic amalgamation. Uh, uh, or, or as they say in that world, a collegial body. <laughs> you ever heard that there? Um, you know, everybody from every point of view has got to feel like they got somebody represented in there. Um, and I think that's how they put them together. I think it's democracy. Um, but there are guiding lights in there. I mean, I mean, there are, we don't know what they talk about, uh, but th- those people are sophisticated enough. They they know it's about the dollar. I, I just think they may have given themselves a whole lot of explanation that if and when Alabama wins to jump them from eight to four. But it, you know, I think we can all put the scenario out there. I mean, Michigan's going to be there. Texas is going to be there. It's pretty obvious. Uh, I think it'll be Oregon's going to be there. All right, now, what are your choices? Florida State? I don't think so. I just don't. I don't see how you jump Alabama over Texas when they beat them by 10 on their home field. I just don't see how you do it. Well, I, I don't. I don't know if I said that wrong. Michigan, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. That would be how I would. I, yeah. When this over with, that's the way. That's the way I think the outcomes of the game will will push it. Now, who's got a stronger argument that that? Has any economic resonance? Um, it resonates around what what there's even a playoff for. It's about the distribution of money. Um, I mean, who who else in there can can move move the money needle? Florida State can't move the money needle. Who's left out that can be justifiable and, and move the money needle? I, I mean, I. What about think, uh, you? You think Alabama's going to beat Georgia? Why? I do. Why? How? Because because Georgia lives on matchups. The one the one thing that I think Alabama would really have a, a hard time with is if Georgia was sort of old timey would come out there and just slug them with a running game. And um, I, 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 Georgia may try to take on that. They, they 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 may have it hidden back there somewhere, but that's not what they've done. They 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 won on matchups, and and they're not going to create a bunch of mismatches against Alabama. Now the other way you, you get after them and score a lot of points on them is is you you physically assault them and and. Uh, I can't believe how that George. I mean that that Auburn. I'm not intimating that that Auburn did that. I think they schemed them. 
year, but I, I think George Alabama went into that game expecting a lot of zone blocking schemes, and they got a lot of man blocking schemes. Now, and I don't, you know, I don't have all the tape. I don't have the evaluation, but they didn't play blocks very well at all. And the zone blocks and man blocks are two different kinds of blocks. And, you know, I think that's what happened in that game. I don't think there was any physical superiority there at all. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think Georgia, if they got the physical superiority, just say, we're going to run it. We're going to run it right here. What are you going to do about it? Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, to, to me, Mike Bobo has just been masterful calling yeah. plays. I know they talked about that other guy. Mike's better than him. Yeah. Mike Bobo is, you said, mentioned that to me yesterday, what you thought of him. Yeah. And and he's found mismatches, and he goes and gets them exactly just as like a chessboard of him, man. And I don't think that's going to, he's going to have that kind of, I don't think he's going to have that, that kind of ability uh, against Alabama's players. I don't. Um, our listeners are jumping over the TV set so happy. I mean, they're, they're, everybody, everybody is running from one room to another, giving each other skin. Yeah, they're telling skin. me to get off the show because I don't. Yeah, I haven't been saying what coach yeah, they is have. Saying. He has said, regardless of whether you're trying to brown nose our, our our listeners or whether you believe it, you have said that they're they're all they're all huddled up and they're in a, and they're in a ring and they're dancing. Around because Alabama was going to beat them. I, uh, if, I if, if, they, if they don't, you're going to say, "Well, Jack Rose told us." If well, they you don't, don't. <laughs> if, 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 you me, if you paid me to be on this, uh, no, I love on this show, yeah, I know. I might, I might be persuaded well, to do anything other than got. what I think. Well, you're the best we got, and a friend needs somebody <laughs> to be on the show. You're always, you're the best because they all, well, they all want to know what time you're going to be on, and I, I kind of bait them a little bit and tell them, well, we're going to give them a week off. We gave you last week off or something. So, well, let me say this: best <laughs> coach is wearing red. Okay. Yeah. Does that help you, or should yeah. I say his name is Nick Saban? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to switch a list of teeny right. weeny bit. Barry will like this because he 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 missed it yesterday. We got two scenarios here with a great game, with a great great game. Should Milrow go pro, and along with that question. If for whatever reason he doesn't go pro and Ty is stuck there and has an opportunity to go to Auburn or to LSU to play, should he go? I think Jalen will will only help himself by staying number one. He'll only help himself Um, because all that stuff that that was questioned about him early. They will not let that die. They're going to evaluate how many hours he sleeps a night. Literally, they will. Yeah. Okay. And and I don't think he's ready for that examination when he could conceivably, he could go to the top of the list. Um, now, uh, Simpson, I think you got a Jalen and, and uh, Tua deal. If he's as good as 
as he's supposed to be. And and you got to really, I would say he's he's the same situation Jalen was, and he probably ought to go somewhere and make his own, yeah, his own way. Yeah. Well, coach, we appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Barry, he's I got need- people on. X now saying Jack Crow said Alabama was going to beat Georgia. So they're. I'd like to, uh, Jack, I'd like to congratulate Barry and I, both of us. Really? Uh huh, for asking good questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Find out if that special teams coordinator got chewed out for having the wrong zero back there. (laughs) Barry and I asked good questions. He said, who? When he said, they said, who dropped the putt? No, him, the coach. And the guy had the same number. Oh, my goodness. I had a whole. It was the wrong zero. Yeah. The wrong, wrong zero. zero. An Auburn person says. And nobody knew that until they got on the uh, inside oh, the locker room. The coach didn't even know it. The head coach. Making, yeah. He just covered himself by saying, I'm spending most of my time recruiting. Yeah. Well, you, you can only yeah. use that because anybody that doesn't know who's catching a punt that's a head coach, man, that's a. That's unconsistent. Un- 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 well, it was zero. Yeah, it was zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I know what what the players look like in a uniform. I don't think uh, Hugh Freeze has slept yet. Ooh. Be honest with you. Well, thank, this, thank you, Coach. Inside the locker right. room was good. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Great. All right, Alabama won. You want to purchase that vehicle? Your dreams. Get that loan out of Alabama One. Rates as low as three point nine nine percent. Terms available to eighty four months. Get pre approved before you shop. Uh, that way, when you go in the dealership lot, you'll be able to negotiate and you know exactly what you can spend. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall. You can find the car of your dreams right there. Go to www.alabamaone.org. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 57. Tonight clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the high 61. Friday cloudy with occasional rain. Friday's high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern for help bringing this 7 o'clock hour. Sorry we went a little long there with Coach Jack Crow, but we could have gone an hour with Coach. Uh, so we need to get him on a little bit longer, maybe two segments. But uh, we appreciate him being on with us. But also, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to we'll take this top of the hour break. Bill Cameron join us at 8.15 as well. We'll talk to Justin over at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Also, find out what's going on if you're looking to purchase a vehicle for the holidays. We'll find out what they got on the lot. It's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a couple of wrecks. One on Skyland southbound near McFarland. Another on 69 northbound near Bobby Miller Parkway. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Eddie Garcia. In college football, we had the second-to-last playoff rankings released. Georgia's still at number one, but Michigan, thanks to their win over Ohio State, moves to number two. Washington's up to three, and Florida State is back in the top four at number four. We've got Oregon at five, followed by Ohio State down to number six and Texas and Alabama. In NBA, the in-season tournament resumed. The Celtics are into the quarterfinals with a 124-97 win over the Bulls. Bucks are also into the quarterfinals with a 131-124 win over the Heat in Miami. Kings were down 24 points. Rally edged the Warriors 124-123. Sacramento's into the quarterfinals. So are the Knicks, who beat the Hornets 115-91. Quarterfinals start next Monday in the West. The Lakers take on the Suns. Kings versus the Pelicans in the East. Bucks versus the Knicks. Pacers versus the Celtics. In NBA News, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban reportedly is selling a significant stake of his team to the Adelson family for $3.5 billion. Cuban, though, is still going to retain operational control of the team. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. For Andrews, my Allstate agent, let him become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard. Sweet three over in Northport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They'll uh, run a quote for you. They'll look at your current uh, situation, let you know if you need more coverage, less coverage. They'll find the perfect fit for you. I did it over four years ago. I'm glad I made the switch. 205 722 Zero one hour. We get right to the Andrew Kniffer hotline. We're going to talk Tuscaloosa Toyota out there on Skyland Boulevard with Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. How are you, sir? Hey, Justin. Man, doing good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Okay. We're good. Everybody's happy. Jack Crow just said that Alabama's going to beat Georgia and that they were going to be in the top four. So I don't know that's going to happen, but, uh, that's what he said. So everybody's, we're going to hang on that, Justin. So. Well, let me ask, let me ask, let me ask you a question, Will. <laughs> Let's just keep straight to the point. You're, you, what, if Alabama beats Georgia, the Southeastern Conference champion, that's the best, that's the best win of the year by far. If you look at resumes, however you want to stack it up, you're going to tell me that if Alabama beats Georgia in the Southeastern Conference champion, regardless of what happens, that that team's not in the playoffs, you're talking about a blow up. I don't see that happening. Just if I went out and played you in golf, all right. you and I played and you beat me, all right, you beat me head up. Yeah. We had the same record. Mm-hmm. If they were going advance. They said, well, who, who's better? What would you say? Well, Barry, it depends on when you play. I mean, it depends on it. Did I play you? Did I play you in June or did I play you but when, after I? Yeah, I, said, I don't, that's where I disagree. It, people talk about like last year. Last year, the, uh-huh. this season right. is all that should matter. So if they beat you week two, yeah. week one, week four. It's this season. I would have a hard time if I were a Texas fan accepting Alabama jumping me. But yeah, and I don't. I don't think. I don't necessarily think that matters. I, I think that. I, I think that what matters is the top four. So Texas may be one of the best teams that's in the top four. Maybe that next best. Or maybe one of the best teams is Michigan. You know, maybe the other best team is, is Oregon or Washington. Florida State has no play. I mean, they, they, if you watch that team play right now, even even with their starting quarterback, 
I just I I I, I fail to see that that team is one of the best teams in the country. That would be my thing. I'm not saying Texas is not, and they do get the head-to-head, but I do not consider – I don't know if Florida State would be favored, and we, you can answer this, would Florida State be favored against, on a neutral field against anybody in the top 10, maybe even the top 12 or 15? Um, no. Not with that quarterback out, it, but – yeah, and, and, and that's what and that's what I'm saying. That's what matters. I mean, I've always said that Vegas should pick the top four. Um, you know, who is the best four teams? Uh, maybe Texas right now is just as good or better than Alabama. I still think it comes down to, to, to the, the Florida State. You know, I just don't – I don't see them as being – heck, I don't even see them being a top ten team, honestly. And that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, everybody's got one. I got one. Nobody – uh, we'll see what happens. It'll, it'll play out and, uh, hopefully it'll work itself out. All right, Justin, I want to drive down Skyland Boulevard today and I want to buy a car today. What you got on the lot down there to sell me? Well, and, you know, I will tell you this, Mary, this may blow your mind. 50, we sold 51, no, 54 cars Friday, Saturday, Monday. 54 was the number. It's amazing what this advertisement's done for you, Justin. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. That I, I think I got to give y'all the credit, you know. And so that, that's where this was going. No, I mean honestly, and 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 the reason it's a fifty-four cars. A lot of places don't sell fifty-four cars in a month, okay. And the reason that the reason that it's like that is what I tell you every single week. Yeah, we're running some deals right now. Everybody always knows that that November is one of the slowest months in the business. Um. Right now, we're selling a, 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 a really high number in volume because of the deals you get right now. We got a ton of cars in our inventory. You say, what can you come and buy today? Every single model that we sell is in stock in multiples right now. That's even the Grand Highlander. That's the Sequoia. That's the Tundra. Camrys, RAV4s everywhere. Plenty of incentives. And the reason we're selling them like that is because we price them to sell them. We're not in love with them. And we price them for what they bring, not what we hope to get. And, and running those deals like that is why you're able to capitalize on some of the best prices we've seen in, in quite some time. So you guys are pretty much a one-stop shop and come in there, find the car that they'd like. You can handle the financing, everything, just right there in-house, correct, uh, Justin? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing about it is if you've got time, all you got to do is jump online. You can see all of our stuff, all of our inventory. So when you get there, you kind of know, hey, I kind of want to look at, like, Yesterday, this guy comes in that's a previous customer of mine. He had already looked on our website. He knew the incentives. He knew exactly what he wanted. He knew he went straight to the car, and that's what we did. But the inventory is large right now, so there's a lot to choose from. Justin, uh, Daddy, anything else for Justin before we let him let him get to selling some cars? Sounds like no. They, the Toyota is a great automobile. It's got a lot of. Uh, bells and whistles that I'm still learning. Yeah. But um, if I don't quite get it, I'll call Justin. <laughs> Justin, we appreciate you, David, all you guys out there. Uh, let's sell another 54. Uh, let, let's keep. That's keep, a lot of cars. Keep, that is three a lot days. Of cars. That's a lot of Great cars. day in the morning. Yeah. Guy doing all that paperwork. Whew. He's busy, isn't he, Justin? Well, you know, it's one thing to get on here and just say it, but it's another thing to, to actually do it. And that's why I say that. You know, right now, and you say, when's the best time to buy? I'm telling you, we are running some deals right now. And it's not just deals and pricing. Everybody thinks about price. Everybody's worried about financing. There's rates right now. There's rates in the twos on certain models and stuff. I mean, 
it's good all the way around right now, and you can capitalize on all of that. Just check us out first at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Justin, we appreciate you, my man. We look Thanks, forward to Justin. Talk, appreciate it. Talk to you next hey, week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, buddy. Yes, sir. Look forward to it. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and take this break, and we'll get our man Bill Cameron in. We'll find out. Uh, Which zero it was. Uh, yeah, which zero was catching that punt? I bet you Bill Cameron doesn't know that. Uh, and which guy let the pass go over his head in the end zone? Uh, that guy had to. Whew, I feel, don't you feel sorry for that guy? Uh, you just a tied one. I know some people don't. You just tied one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 57. Tonight clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow, partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the high 61. Friday, cloudy with occasional rain. Friday's high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection. General pest control and mosquito prevention services. They also can keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right. Uh, I think he's trying to get Bill. I think he's got Bill. He's talking to somebody back there. So, uh, we'll shift right over as soon as he throws him on hold. Um, I'm stuttering, waiting. All right, he's with ESPN 106.7, The Drive, down in Auburn, Opelika, Bill Cameron. Whoo, Bill. Bill, tough one. Tough, tough, tough game. A great game, but a tough game on, on Saturday. How you doing, my man? Hey, Bill. Uh, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Yet yeah, it's, uh, it, it's been tough to um, turn the focus <clears throat> to basketball here the last couple of days Yeah. Uh, after that. Yeah, I, I said, you know, right right after it happened and then, Mentioned a couple times on the air. Well, Alabama's got its, uh, they, they've got their, their miraculous finish now. Yeah. Um, to go along. I mean, this one, I, it's funny. This one, we were talking about, you know, uh, actually the, the kick six wasn't as much a miracle. It was, it was at least a tie game. It was probably, this was probably more along the, the, uh, punt, Bama punt, um, you know, odds of, odds of happening. But, uh, but yeah, what a, what a great game! What a what a great show it was! I had the opportunity to go through Tiger Walk. <laughs> a friend of mine's wife had bought him a birthday present of a uh, Tiger Walk pass and got me one as well. Wanted me to walk with him, and you know, in, in the many years I've covered it, I've never done that. So walking down and going in and seeing the players come in, I could I could tell they were going to be ready. Um, but uh, yeah, nobody you, know, you you never know what to expect. And, and that one, and generally at Jordan Hare, there's something wild, and, and this time it uh, it just worked out for uh, for Alabama. Yeah, that we had a a, a, a football guy. I'm not going to say who uh, particularly. Uh, who you know is pretty on both sides, I, I guess, uh, saying that uh, in actuality, uh, a different person 
with the same number caught the punt. I mishandled the punt, uh, number zero. And, yeah. uh, and I'm not criticizing. I'm not, I'm just talking. I'm not, I, so I can understand where you're coming from. Um, and that maybe, maybe the head coach did not realize that there was a change in, in, in catching that punt and that how big that particular, you know, catching the punt's about as big as a quarterback. Uh, I don't know if y'all talked about that at all. Oh, yeah, we, we, we've talked about that a lot. Right after the game, Hugh Freeze said he didn't realize that it was Coy Moore. He thought it was Deontay Scott mm-hmm. when he was in the post-game locker room. And, uh, you know, there, some folks have said, there's no way the head coach shouldn't know that then. Uh, but but I, I, went, I was watching as the punt team was going on the field, and my co-host on the show had said, hey, that's Coy Moore, not, not Keontae. I'd seen Keontae come up and head toward the medical tent on the play before. But I didn't realize it wasn't him going out there. Now, Coy has returned punts. He returned some punts when he was at LSU before he transferred to Auburn. But uh, the reason that, that Hugh Freeze didn't know is he was over with the offense, talking to the offense about what they were needing, what they would need to do once Auburn got the ball. So right. it's understandable yeah. that, you know, if he turned and looked and saw zero out there, that, you know, that's, he assumed it was Keontae Scott, but he's a guy sure. that's been the number two punt returner all year long. And, and yeah, there's, there's no question. I mean, Coy, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him since then, has shown good hands all year, but I mean, you could see his feet start to slip just as he went to catch the ball. And, uh, yeah, that, that set that last, uh, dramatic last couple of minutes up. Um, I mean, just, uh, I know Hugh Freeze probably replayed that last play you know a thousand times what, what could we have done different uh you know why do we only rush two why do we have a spy the guy's not gonna run 31 i mean i've never seen a, a first i mean a fourth and goal with a 31 uh i don't think he'll ever get over this do you i mean i, I mean he's got to eventually move on but he'll never get over uh that one play willie bill well i mean i think it's uh i think he hopes now that uh, he's in it long enough, like like uh, Nick Saban said after the game. You know, you're in it long enough. If it happens to you, hopefully, hopefully you get that opportunity. But no, he's never going to forget this. There's no question about that. We got we got a chance to talk to him on Monday. I thought it was really good of him to uh, to to have a press conference on Monday. That was not that had not been scheduled, and he just wanted to bring the media back in, and he gave us chances to ask questions. Was uh, and and he said he had, he didn't sleep. Somebody said, you know. Um, how did you sleep that night or, or how was it? And he said, look, I didn't sleep. I mean, he's watched the film and watched the film and watched the film. And yes, that has been the, the biggest source of contention has been that last play. And I understand everything about the last play. And as a matter of fact, we had a, uh, a local coach here who's been over to practice, uh, text us while we were on the show on Monday and said, he's been there and seen Auburn work that, that particular coverage every Thursday, mm. he said Auburn would set the ball on the 25-yard line, and here's what they do. And depending on the quarterback, they do something different. Now, the the, the only thing I, and, and again, like Coach Dye said, hindsight's 50-50, but the only thing I would have done different is I would have let Eugene Asante see if he could get by the center and at least make Jalen Milrow move around a little bit. Yeah. I have no problem with the planned coverage in the back as a matter of fact, there was a mistake there in the back that allowed that 
to finally happen because it's supposed to be three safeties, one taking each each side and another one in the center, sort of having their zone. Three safeties should play with their back to the with their with their back to the to the back of the end zone, looking at the quarterback and just moving side to side, keeping their eyes on the quarterback, and then the five receivers have five corners covering them so that you should, and and the, the way it's drawn up, is there should always be double coverage when the quarterback lets go of the ball. But one of the safeties had drifted over toward the center of the field, and that left D.J. James alone with Isaiah Bond. And D.J. James has gotten a lot of criticism for not turning and finding the ball. That's not his job. His job is to stay with the receiver. It's the safety's job to be looking at the quarterback and coming over and helping out. Didn't work. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. It was a, it was a great play for Alabama. It wasn't executed well by Auburn. But again, my biggest problem is why couldn't you at least make Jalen run around a little bit? Because I doubt that, I doubt that uh, anybody yeah. uh, on the Alabama side wanted him to try to run 31 yards. With eleven guys in front of it, hey, what, a, what an incredible throw uh, under those pressure! Oh, it was pressure. fantastic throw. Yeah, uh, what, what, you know, I know we don't know this, but with the new NIL uh, rules and all, what do you think that throws worth to Jalen Milrow? Million dollars? <laughs> million dollars? Uh, I I don't think that's a crazy. I don't think that's a crazy thought. I mean, Barry, think about it. If you and I'm hoping Alabama. We'll sit him down and let him, you know, make sure he capitalizes on it uh, the right way and gets the right percentages or whatever sold out of that because you can now. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, that one throw there uh, for he and Isaiah Bond, uh, that <laughs> they can make a pile of money on that. Uh, and that's what NIL's all about, isn't it, Bill? I don't like to oh, yeah. give it Absolutely. to him. Absolutely. Much more. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say much more than, than what we're seeing being done right now. That is. That is a great opportunity that deserves to be cashed in on. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Ed. What Tell our listeners uh, what and where is Auburn's next football game. I think it's probably going to be Nashville. Uh, and, I mean, we've been hearing Memphis, Nashville, or Houston as the three most likely. Um, Houston seemed more likely a week ago. I really think that it's going to be in the state of Tennessee, either Memphis or Nashville. And, uh, probably, I guess that's a big 10. And that means, golly, uh, hopefully not another matchup with Wisconsin. Auburn's played them way too many times, but, um, they, they need to win the bowl game. They need, I think they need to, um, have something to feel good about to, yep. uh, to go into the offseason. Uh, is Auburn. Uh, do they think they got to get a better quarterback than Peyton Thorne? Do they need to find somebody in the portal that can uh, maybe make him a second string guy? Are they comfortable if he's he's a starter? Going five for sixteen, ninety one yards. You know, you're lucky to be in the game, only throwing for ninety one yards. What, what are they? What are their thoughts there on what they need to do quarterback wise? Yeah, no, I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think they they are, are disappointed with Peyton Thorne, but I think they'll sort of take the same attitude. That, uh, the Lane Kiffin did a year ago and, uh, go out and try to bring somebody in that they feel like, uh, is good enough to, to win in the SEC. And if, and if he can beat out Peyton Thorne, that's fine. If Peyton beats him out, that means Peyton has played better. You know, Peyton, again, it wasn't, he got off to a really tough start. Man, I thought he competed his backside off he did. as the game went. And, and he had two throws 
Uh, I know that they, I mean, you question how many were dropped and things like that, but Rivaldo Fairweather had a huge play that went through his wrist. For some reason, the ball, he misjudged the ball. It didn't even, didn't even come near his hands. It went through his wrist. That would have been a big play that, uh, could have led to some points. And then on the second and goal from the five yard line, when Auburn got the field goal to make it 24 to 20, um, you can't make a much better throw than the one that goes through a receiver's hands, hits him in the face mask and ended up with a, with a field goal. They, they, they're definitely looking at some quarterbacks, but the top priority has got to be receivers. I mean, Auburn has one guy that they've been able to count on all year. And that's Javarius Johnson, a receiver. And he's the guy that, that didn't handle that one in the back of the end zone, but he's caught just about everything thrown to him. But uh, if you'll notice, if you look at the ball game, Auburn had two receivers catch passes. Javarius Johnson caught four. Caleb Burton caught one. All those guys they brought in, they they went for quantity, I think, in the poor transfer portal. This year they, they, they need to go for quality. They're obviously trying to bring in some uh, very highly touted high school receivers, but I think they'd like to – like to at least find one proven um, transfer portal receiver, but but yeah, I, I think they uh, they wouldn't mind another quarterback to come in and compete because hey, the rest of the guys, I don't think they're all going to be back either. Yeah. Uh, before we get to basketball, um, you've seen Georgia and Alabama both have been uh, through Auburn this year. Uh, would you see a big difference in this in these two teams, and how do you see this game going, uh, Bill? Well, when when Georgia came in, uh, you know. Um, Brock Bowers was completely healthy. He's 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 back and playing some now. I think I think Georgia's offensive line is 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 a little better than Alabama's. Um, I think I think Georgia right now is running the ball a little better, but I think Jalen Milrow is is the guy that could really be the difference. He's you know you, you remember Peyton Thorne had that huge run against Georgia. Georgia's had some troubles with mobile quarterbacks. I would think Alabama um, has some planned runs or more opportunities for, for Jalen to, to move around and run because Georgia is extremely talented. I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game. Uh, but but Carson Beck is sort of a guy that uh, sort of goes unnoticed for a guy that yeah. put up the numbers that he has. He's really I good. Think it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a really good ball game. Yeah. Uh, we'll switch over, if you don't mind, to Virginia Tech tonight. Uh, being sort of down, uh, it, would, would there be a big crowd there and ready to go against a, a good Auburn team? And talk a little bit about that game tonight, then. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no question. Like I said, we may have had trouble getting people calling in and wanting to talk as much basketball, but, but yeah, there, there are people that are uh, really trying to find tickets. It's, I hate these eight fifteen games for somebody that has to be in the office early the next morning, but. uh but yeah, it, it should be a really good crowd. Students are all back. This is their, uh, this is the last week of classes. And so this is their last chance really as, as for the student body to be there and be a factor. So no, I think it's going to be a packed house for this one tonight. Yeah. I was telling, uh, that them earlier, you know, with the seating arrangement they have down there, even if the uh, regular people don't come, the students right around the court, they just created a, a tremendous environment there with the students, uh, right around the court. I'm hoping Alabama will eventually, uh, get to that. Just talk about the, the environment in the arena there, uh, Bill, and how much it helps Auburn. Yeah. That's something that, that when they did this, I mean, even though they didn't have the right guy as coach at the time, the planning, 
uh, was great. I mean, the, being able to put the students there all along that, that bottom, that bottom side, uh, has, has just made the atmosphere so much better. And it's, um, that they, I mean, they really, they camp out. They, they do a great job of, of getting in there early and, and they get on it early and they, and they don't stop. And what I like, what Auburn has done is when school's not in session, they let folks that buy standing room tickets or have any other tickets be able to move down there low. So it's always going to be full on that three quarters side. You know, the only time you, you ever see any empty seats down there is if it's a, uh, a night game against a lesser opponent. Some of the scholarship donors can't make it. So no, it, it's worked really well. And, and I think, uh, I think, I think Auburn's got a couple of places that in the, in the arena and, and Jordan Hare that are pretty tough for, uh, for folks to come in and compete. Bill, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff down there. Yep. It's the drive every day, four to six on ESPN 1067. You can check us online, ESPNAU.com or go to radioalabama.net. Uh, we'd love to have you join the show live or you can check out the podcast later. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Good job. Thank you. Good job. All right, there's Bill Cameron, the ESPN 106.7, The Drive. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that uh, know exactly um, what the problems might might be if they occur. When they occur and they're against you and you're injured and you feel like that injury wasn't necessary, then Prince Glover and Hayes, the 345-1234, can give you a lot of answers. Uh, if it's an unusual situation, they'll recommend, uh, after talking to you, uh, that you go forward with it and you go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person. And I think that you'll find they'll represent you in a very good way. Prince Glover and Hayes, easy name to remember. 345-1234. is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines will be open. Now we haven't had the chance to take phone calls after, uh, Bill not Bill Cameron, after um, Jack Crow spoke. Uh, what do you guys think? He thinks Alabama beats Georgia, and he says the SEC, the committee, will follow the money. That Alabama's the biggest brand in college football. He looks for them to be in the Final Four. That's not what we've been so or I've been saying here. I'm curious if that gives you hope. 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and things looking pretty good around the roadways. We do have some slowdown on Lurleen southbound from Northport into downtown. But if you see other conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. eBay Motors. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com.
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are open. I guess people are in shock. Uh, no phone calls. 205-342-9904. All right, yeah, the SEC, uh, ACC Challenge. SEC, 4-3. Yeah, leads 4-3 tonight. Uh, we've got a call coming in here to catch that. Uh, first game out, uh, Tennessee at North Carolina. Um, Tennessee, um, you know, they're four and two. They lost two games in Maui, obviously two, uh, to two good teams. Uh, the line is two and a half there. Uh, not, this is not a great North Carolina team, a solid team. Uh, your thoughts about that game tonight? Well, I think it'd be a good game. I think Tennessee is probably a little bit better at this point in time than North Carolina is. I sort of agree with you on that. I don't know what you, uh, so it should be good. Um, you know, you drop down to, to Duke going to Arkansas, which is a probably a, a big time game uh, there. ACC will have four home uh, teams playing at home this time in the SEC three. Uh, Duke has um, has played well and is winning. I I don't know a lot about them. Uh, I think Arkansas, even though playing at home, will have their hands full personally. Um, so we'll see what happens. The rest of them are up. You know, Boston College is yeah. bad to be up. You know, if you're an Alabama fan, uh, when you, I, I will bet you Arkansas has a great in basketball environment in there tonight. And that game's at 8-15. Yep. They got the same, yep. and it's a bigger arena. Uh, Alabama, I went on my rant the first hour. Alabama needs a new arena. Uh, but then let me ask you about this Alabama team. They're not going to get any thicker and stronger. So there's certain teams that are going, like Tennessee is going to be a problem. Uh, these guys that can re- and so, if should they should they play their depth and press a little bit, maybe in the way if it gets to a half court game and those guys can just pound the ball inside like Clemson did last night, they had no answer to guard them. Uh, should they maybe look at? I know Coach said for the next two weeks they're doing nothing ninety percent defense. What can they change defensively to help uh, defend inside uh, against these teams with strong people? Well, they're they're not they're not real. One of the big problems they have, they're not going to just tear people up with defensive boards. So they're going to play defense longer. Uh, if the, if the offensive team scores or uh, shoots and misses it, uh, Alabama continues to be on defense. Some, although it was tied last night, I have not particularly cared for them a lot. But as as um, and I think if they want to press, then they're going to have to decide that maybe they're going to stick with that nine and play that nine a, a great deal rather than. You know, kind of going to about seven and then cutting it off some. So, um, defensively, they, they, uh, um, say this in the right way. They've got one of the coaches that coaches the fire out of them. Um, timeouts and it's, it's kind of does what he wants to do. Uh, I don't know how good they are defensively. They're not, they're not strong in physical defensively. Well, I think, and I think also that the fact that 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 they're they're not going to sweep the boards defensively uh, as much as they have in the past is a little bit of a problem for them. They've got the, they've got three good scorers. Sears is playing lights out. Estrada's a very good offensively, and uh, certainly we know that Nelson has a great ability. They need to find somebody inside offensively. I thought maybe. Uh, the big man from from North Carolina, who they who they got, would be he's the, the thin, though. yeah, he's, he's thin guard and, guard the, and he doesn't right want to play him. inside. He they wants went, to play on the perimeter. They went right at him uh, yeah. when he was on defense, uh, you know, and 
Those guys don't get a lot bigger. They got to get stronger. They well, you, yeah, and what you said correct at the very beginning. Uh, this, this Clemson team was a, was a, Bad match a good, uh, they were strong. They were, they were they had big bodied kids and they played hard and they they got themselves in a situation where the outside shooting every time the kid from Syracuse could shoot the uh, transfer from Syracuse lights out and they had pretty good inside outside stuff. If you look at Alabama, if the three goes good. They're much they're much better because the inside they're not going to be inside outside right now. Then they may be able to find their team, put somebody in there that's going to be better inside and is learning to play. But uh, uh, we'll just see. Yeah, I, don't, I, was, I don't I don't think Riley Griffin shoots the ball very well right now. No, I don't he, either. He, um, he was one for seven last night. Yeah. He's, he's got to either have to shoot it better. <clears throat> They're going to have to try somebody else, yep. or, or he's going to have to stop shooting. All right, let's yeah, get to- I, I felt like he was a guy that uh, maybe was uh, much better as a sub than he was as a starter yeah. last year. Yeah. All right, we'll get to the uh, Alabama One hotline and get Tom back in the show. Good morning, Tom. <laughs> hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. Uh, hey. Thanks for letting me call in again. Uh, you know, something that uh, – this is a John Q. fan comment, Okay. <sighs> Uh, something that uh, that I have observed with this team in person is uh, I, I don't like their defensive strategy, and and and, uh, and it that, and like I said, that could be John Q. Fan all all up and down. I'm not saying it's not, but uh, to me, it, it's something that's not right defensively. I like the way. Uh, Charlie Henry set our defense the last couple of years, and especially last year. And uh, and I think that there's a difference, and I think the difference is philosophical with this bunch that's over there now compared to what it was. Now, I'm not saying that it won't get better or all that kind of stuff, but right now it's just an observation I made, and I wanted to hear what y'all think about that, John C. Well, I, I don't like, think they're playing different defensively. I just think they have different personnel where when you had Charles Bediaco back there protecting the rim, uh, you know, guys get downhill, he's back to the block. They don't have a rim protector uh, back there with this particular defense. I think they're playing the same way. They just don't have the same personnel. Dad, do you see it the same way? Yeah, and I think also, as I, I know that this goes in one ear and out the other, defensive boards are so big. Because they they are, they really they uh, the offensive glasses both of those things are so big, and I think Alabama, as Barry said, uh, offensively the, the, as much as you didn't like the, the dribbler who who what can you call his name who went to who went to Memphis Quinterly uh, yeah Quinterly he got the basketball to him to him on the offensive end about as good of a lob pass as you can get that lob pass is almost impossible so I just think they need to work really hard and get better defensively. Uh, on the inside as well as offensively, and 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 have some shot blockers in there. They got the big kid from North Carolina uh, who would prefer, I think, because when they signed him, the first thing he talked about was shooting threes. And, oh yeah, uh, he was arguing with uh, Sam Walters the other night when I was over there. They got an argument on the floor. Yeah, uh, Walters was out there on the wing, and and uh, Stevenson wanted to be on the wing, so they were arguing about. 
And they just don't have a lot of strength. And, and Clemson and, like, Purdue's going to be a bad matchup uh, with that big old boy. No, Purdue will kill us. And we'll, no, I don't – I think they hang it. Who's, who's that we'll guy going to – We'll come back to Tuscaloosa from Canada in a box. Well, Edie <laughs> will be hard to guard. But then also, who is Edie on guard? Uh, yeah. You know, there's two ends of the court. Now, I the guy, the, he's guarding yeah. not shoot the ball well. But, the most uh, difficult, the most difficult game they've got, Tom, left – uh, more so than Purdue, in my opinion, I could be dead wrong. Is Arizona? No, Tennessee. Arizona. I think Arizona's the booger bear. Yeah, Arizona's tough too. Yeah. They got. They got. They could be after Arkansas State. They could go on a little losing streak if they don't get this defense cleaned up. I, I, I agree with that. I, I tell you something else though about Pringle. I was watching him. I do not like his footwork on defense. Uh, he, no, he, yeah. I don't either. He's a backup for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, he's having to start. Yeah. They tried yeah. to put the kid in from uh, from West Virginia. Yeah. Just he's just okay. I agree he's with you on that. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. All right. See you. All right. Uh, we'll slide right up to the uh, Alabama One Hotline. He always comes in at the end. Digger. Good morning, Digger. Hey. Digger. Jack Crow. Jack Crow wasn't singing Texas's fight song today. <laughs> Exactly why I called. <laughs> Do you know who John Jacob Astor is? No. He's the wealthy passenger on the Titanic who thinks it's unthinkable. <laughs> Are you telling me the Texas brand is not worthy of anything? I'm telling you. You're talking about 30 million people in the state of Texas, J. Crow. <laughs> not to mention Mexico. 123 million people in Mexico, and 25% of them follow Texas. The Mexicans are going to watch the game? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to want eyeballs, you want Texas in the mix here. Now, come on, don't tell me Alabama is the biggest brand. We are the biggest brand. Iota. Just let him know that. No, you're not. You're not not a bigger brand than Alabama with Nick Saban. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, you're not. <laughs> y'all jumped. Y'all jumped at the chance for Texas to join the SEC. If you picked up the phone and you dialed the West Coast and you asked somebody to answer the phone, you said, who's the head coach at Alabama? They'd say Nick Saban. If you said, who's the head coach at Texas? They'd Where say, did Sarkeesian come from? They'd say Mac Brown. No, Sarkeesian's from the West Coast. Oh, my God. You got to do your homework they, a little bit real quick. They still wouldn't know it. Yeah. They still wouldn't know it. Yeah, All, yeah. Right. All right, now. Wait, wait a minute. Brink, wait, we got a message here from Brink. He says, Jack Mincrow didn't say Bamba jumps Texas. Based on his winning team prediction, he slotted Texas three and Bama four. He even clarified that statement. Maybe some on the committee are thinking the same. Who knows? So Brink is hoping. The Jack is right. Luke Corgan is an idiot. The guy on the committee, I swear he should not be in front of a camera. Okay? You go look at Oregon's strength of schedule, which is in the 50. They've only got two twenty-five uh, top 25 wins. The only reason why they like Oregon because they were scoring. If you go look who they played, everybody has three or four wins. That's it. Okay? They were running up the score on the West Coast there. And I'm telling you, you put them down there, Texas against Oregon, Texas wins out. Nobody has a handle on this NFL front. 
I'm telling you, we're not getting the respect. We're going to get left out. I guarantee you that. I'm studying this 14-and-a-half-point thing. I'm telling you right now, Oklahoma State and Texas sounds awfully. I'm studying it real hard tonight. Studying real hard because guess what? Booth (laughs) Kerrigan had given us a reason to blow him out. What did Oregon do against Oregon State, Digger? Well, they did win, right? That's one. 31-7. 31-7. That's one. That's get one. Him, get him, Digger. The problem with Oregon is, Oregon is that we got a common opponent. What do they do? You know, we got a common opponent with them. Do you think playing at Utah is the tough place to play? That's a tough look. Those Mormons six. are tough, man. We learned six. our lesson with BYU, I promise you. 35-6. Listen, the point I'm trying to make, listen, point I'm trying to make is... That we have a common opponent with them. They beat Texas Tech 38 to 31. We mopped the floor with them last week. Yeah. 57 to 7. That's in the criteria. Yeah. I, looked every, I have looked everywhere, Digger. Everywhere. I can't find anything better than a 14 and a half. Uh, Digger, but I still don't agree, <laughs> I still don't agree with uh, Jack Crow. I don't think Bama jumps Texas. So. Oh, I'm glad he didn't convince you. Nah, now we got to now we got to convince the idiot callers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. All right, we'll take this last break and wrap up the show. You listen to Tide One Point Nine. It's the home. You got any suggestions on this blue plate, Barry? I'll look at it here. While I I'm got. Ready. I've already got one. All right. You're home about them sports. You're gonna pay like Troy or something. Tide One Hundred Point Nine traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and things looking pretty good around the roadways. We do have some slowdown on Lurleen southbound from Northport into downtown. But if you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 57. Tonight clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the high 61. Friday cloudy with occasional rain. Friday's high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, uh, welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org. For all their different products and services, I've got the mortgage, I've got the credit card, I've got the car loan. They do an outstanding job for me. All right, tomorrow you got to come up with that blue plate special. How about Liberty? You like Liberty? Yeah, I, listen, listen to our fans. Yeah. I go off the wall to get somebody that Barry doesn't heard of, and I get no no praise from him at all. about. I mean, I go off and I get somebody, he says, really? You're picking that game? And I am, I've done well with it. And I, but Barry said, oh, he's going to pick some Troy game. He, no, I said, I thought that's where you were going. And Troy's not even playing, but maybe they are. Let's see. Yeah, they are. In Troy playing? Yeah. Troy's in Liberty. Championship. No, New Mexico State's playing Liberty. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Boise State, UNLV, you going to go there? Boise, two-and-a-half-point favorite. You'll I don't know. Somewhere. I'm, still, I'm hey. studying, Barry. Hey. Studying. Toys a six-and-a-half-point favorite against App State. I'm studying. All right, that's it for today's show. Tomorrow, we release it. The Blue Play Special brought to you by Chuck Norwood and the Rematch team down in Orange Beach, Gulf Shores. All right, we get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. So keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.